I'm just recording to like get the the beginning bit. So. Um, and three, two, one. No, we we have no, we have to do the 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 silence bit so I can edit the noise later. So like all the I'm sorry, I know. We just thought you. We thought you got the jibs, man. No. Okay, now now I'll. All right, this is this is me starting. Um, welcome to They Watch at Night, a spooky, scary skeleton podcast where the call is coming from inside the house and it's trying to reach you about your extended warranty. Um, my name is Joe, and uh, I'm here with my co-hosts uh, Tyler. Hi. And my other co-host Ben. What's up? And. Uh, this is this is our podcast. They watch at night, where we'll be uh, for the for the time being um, reading scary stories at night. Um. <laughs> so why didn't we just name the podcast "Reading Scary Stories That's at so, Night"? It's six twenty one. It's not nighttime. It's Listen, man, dark, you're breaking the illusion. Like, Fuck the illusion. I'm old. This is Fuck already this night system. for me. Um, but we'll be. We'll be reading a variety of stories, both community-made and professionally-made. And then maybe in the future we try other things. Who knows? Uh, we're really just exploring the horror genre on the whole. So let's let's dive right into the stories. Uh, I believe Ben is going to go first. This one I got off of Reddit. It's called The Demon's Room. Tyler, I think you'll particularly enjoy this. but oh, Sure. Considering it kind of pertains to the two of us in, in a way. I'm not, now I'm not as sure. You, you ain't let me, I hadn't uh, started yet. Yeah, well, let's see. I worked as a forensic nurse in a hospital lockup unit. We had one older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon that she would call Tiberius. Hell of a name for a demon. It yeah, sounds like, more like an NFL player, to be really honest with you. Man, that's that's uh, fucking Star Trek, Tiberius Kirk, or Pike, or whatever. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit. We'd go into the room, do normal care, leave, and seconds later she'd start screaming bloody murder all over again. We'd run into the room to find her looking like she'd been in a fight with a boxing champ. She had bloody lip, black eye, and markings all over her body. No one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself. Things would get moved around the room by by themselves. And at one point, she was in protective restraints because the doctor thought she was hurting herself. There was no way she could have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints. But new marks would always appear on her. And her tray cart, her food cart, would be across the room every time we'd come in there. The room was secure, so there was no way someone else was doing this. When we asked her questions, she would just simply say, it was Tiberius. After she was discharged, we always had trouble with that room. If there was going to be a rapid response or a code, it had to happen in that room. On one of the last nights we used the room, a guard reported lights blinking on and off. It was unfortunately that room. And now we know it is the demon room. Mm. Mm. 
I don't want to go Can I be really anymore. honest with you? What? I didn't hear the middle of that story. What the fuck? <laughs> I, How did you not hear the middle of that? You're setting you're It went by really quickly. <laughs> it did. I, like, I, it I took a strained thought for a second and it was over. <laughs> Since I no mean, one can see it. It's, it's a short story. He's sitting right next to me. <laughs> How the fuck you didn't hear me? <laughs> I'm practically saying it into your ear. Well, I don't know. I kind of started thinking about like, man, I wonder what's going to happen whenever my grandma dies. And then by the, and then whenever I came back to you, were, you were finished with your story. <laughs> Gosh, I wonder if grandma will get haunted by Tiberius. Oh man. <laughs> Oh. Grandma, why are you hurting yourself? It was Tiberius. Stop him. Tiberius. What a name. Tiberius. It sounds kind of strong. I mean, I won't lie to you. Whenever I would play like um, like Madden as a kid and I would make my own characters, I had a character on there. I named him Tiberius St. John. That's, pro- that's probably just a real person. I've seen football so. names. They're insane. I made, He was like a six foot nine quarterback. <laughs> Oh, my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> Tiberius is going to go play. Oh, man, he was fun. <laughs> Untrained. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I don't really have any questions. <laughs> yeah, I know it was a short story, but I just, I thought, you know, since we've both worked in a hospital for a while now, and, I, I mean, we've both seen some shit while we're being in. But, like, it's a, it's a I dig it. Uh, honestly, like if 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 we wanted to, if we could find one that's nearby or like within like you know five or six hours, and just do an overnight thing, go to a haunted haunted hospital. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'd be down to go to a, a haunted hospital, but you know, you're you're going in first because you're, <laughs> you're the biggest of the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's the worst. That's the worst option because then I'm gonna get haunted and you're, y'all are gonna be like, oh god, we have to deal with the six two three hundred pound man trying to chase us, screaming Satan symbols. Uh, that's true. Tyler's Tyler's going first. <laughs> going first with what? We've nominated you to go first in the haunted we're, we're gonna hospital go, that we're gonna visit. Yeah, we're, that's gonna go, fine. we're gonna go visit a haunted hospital. I remember um, you guys know about Payne Road. Yeah, definitely. No. It's, God, you don't know about Payne Road? No. Holy shit. I mean, it sounds Tell like a road a I keep away from. <laughs> because, like, we went there, and it's like this long road that goes to the end of a cul-de-sac, and then there's nothing but, like, farmland. And it, there's this, like, little old rickety house with a rickety barn uh, sitting right next to it. And I can't remember how, what the exact, like, haunting was, but, like, we went inside the house and nobody wanted to go up into the attic, and me being a hormone-driven uh, young boy uh, with two girls there was like, oh, fuck it, I'll go in. And I did. I poked my head in the attic, and I didn't see anything. I, nothing really happened to me to be really anticlimactic, but um, I know one, two of the dudes that were there, one of them threw up right after we left, said he felt like he got punched in the stomach. <laughs> and the other dude just said he just didn't feel good. Like, he just, he said he saw something but wouldn't talk about it, but he's like a prima donna, so there's a good chance he was lying. Now, basically, Payne Road, uh, it's just, it's on this, like Tyler said, it's on this long, just dark, backwoods, country road. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
and his family, his name was Edward Payne, and him and his family owned a very large, it was a slave plantation at one point. Um, but after finding out that his daughter was pregnant with one of the slave's babies, he basically went into this just gigantic rage and fucking killed the whole family. And I'm pretty sure if I've heard the story right, he then blew himself up with this, with a stick of dynamite. Okay, I thought you were like, oh, he took a shotgun and blew his head off. No. A stick he, of that, just like, I'm not gonna last. Uh, yeah, he, he murdered that slave, unfortunately, and his entire family. Hmm. And then from, like I said, what I've heard, laid in his truck or whatever it was. Whatever they had, I don't remember, but he laid in the back of it and like Ooh. basically used the stick of dynamite as a pillow. <laughs> and just, that took was that, it. I mean, he went fucking crazy nap. and killed everybody. But, yeah, so. Well, that's I a went good up second in that story. Guy's <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot more stories to that land, but that is the main one. It's a, basically a tale of murder and... <laughs> hauntings afterwards it's not a it's not a very good place to visit not very comforting to be there <laughs> nice well not nice <laughs> i mean no not really <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay um so the uh, the next story will be from me uh and i'll be reading from a uh a book I, I've had for, God, some time now, uh, called Short and Shivery, uh, retold by Robert D. Sansosi, illustrated by Catherine Coville. Um, specifically, since uh, um, we're not going to focus on them, but we are in the Appalachian, Appalachian area, and so, you know, cryptids and all that other good stuff is pretty common around here. But uh, So this comes from West Virginia, and it's called Talipo. Not so very long ago, an old man lived by himself in the backwoods of West Virginia. He had a log cabin with a single room that held a stove, a bed, a table, a chair, and a big open fireplace built of fieldstone. <laughs> One night, the man sat eating a plateful of beans and bread and regretting he hadn't, had, he hadn't been able to catch a single fish in the lake behind his cabin or bag a single possum or deer for his supper. He started to look across the table and see the strangest creature he had ever seen, sitting on its haunches in the far corner of the room, staring at him. He had the jaws of a weasel, ears of a fox, piercing yellow eyes like an owl, a monkey's body, and was covered in bright red fur. But mainly it had a huge, long tail that coiled around and around it, the way a rattler coils on itself before it strikes. What the? cried the man. How'd you get in here? He grabbed the, his carving knife from beside the loaf of bread and went after the animal. The thing gave a screech like nothing the man had heard before. Then it scrambled through the through a crack between the two of the cabin's log. But it wasn't quick enough. With a single slice, the man cut off the creature's tail while, while the rest of the animal scampered away into the woods. The man walked to the table and stretched the tail out, marveling at its length. After a few minutes, he decided the meat was meat, and that was he was hungry enough for right now. 
So he cooked up the tail, found it tasted a little like rabbit, and ate it all in one sitting. After that, he plugged up the hole between the logs, went to bed, and soon was fast asleep. He hadn't been asleep for very long when he heard something scratching at the door, just like a cat. Pretty soon, pretty soon, ooh, uh, pretty soon he heard it call out, "Tailypo, tailypo, just give me my tailypo." Now he had three dogs that slept under the house. He whistled for them, and they came charging out, chased the creature far into the woods. But only two of his dogs came back. And when the man saw this, he cursed a blue streak. And then he sent the dogs to sleep under the floorboards and went back to bed himself. A short time later, he heard the same clawing at the front door as the creature tried to get in. Then he heard it call through the crack in the door, Tailypo, Tailypo, just give me my Tailypo. Once again, the man whistled for his dogs from under the cabin, and they chased the creature all the way down the road, snapping so close behind if they had still had a tail, it would have lost it to the hounds. The man heard the dogs giving chase until the woods swallowed up the sound, but a little later only one dog returned. Again, the man cursed loudly. This time he had remaining dogs sleep at the foot of his bed. In the smallest hours of the morning, he heard something scrambling at the window, like a night bird trying to get in. Through the cracked glass he heard, Taily-po, Taily-po, I've got to have my Taily-po. Quick as he could, he flung the cabin door open, sent his last dog out into the night, and he heard the dog charging around the corner of the cabin, and heard the creature screeching and scrambling away. After that, things were pretty quiet, but the last hound never did return. The man stayed awake a long time listening, but he heard nothing more. Finally, just before dawn, he fell asleep, but he woke up a few minutes later. He was sure he heard something around his room. He looked into the far corner and saw a patch he had put the hole. The patch he put over the hole was gone. Damn it! Ah, it was, I had such a good rhythm. Um, then he heard something scrambling up the foot of his bed. A minute later, he saw a fox's ears, a weasel's jaw, and two huge yellow eyes, just like an owl's looking at him. He tried calling for his dogs, but they were gone. He was too frightened to climb out of the bed. He just kept staring at the red monkey-like creature creeping closer and closer. Tailypo, Tailypo, it growled. Just give me my Tailypo. But, 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 the man stuttered. I haven't got your Tailypo. Then the horrible creature, which was by then sitting on the man's knees, snarled and said, Oh, yes, you have. And it jumped on the man's chest and scratched him all to pieces. There are those who say the, that the creature got its taily po back, and some who did say it didn't. But the fact is, the old man and his dogs were never seen again in West Virginia or anywhere else. What is a taily po? It's his tail. It's, it's just his tail. The it's man just called... had a tail? No, no, no. The creature had a tail. He cut off the tail... And he was—he hadn't caught anything, so he was really fucking hungry, and he was just like, "Oh, this is meat." Remember, so, had, it was like a rattlesnake-looking thing, right? Yeah. No, it's oh, uh, uh, no, I blanked out like you did, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's man, it's, we're not gonna have very. Good, we gotta pay attention, man. We're uh, not gonna have very good conversations. Had ears of a fox, eyes of an owl, and the jaw of a weasel, and kind of had like a body of a monkey with a long tail. It was red. And the the man cuts off the tail, and he's just like, God, I'm fucking hungry. I'm just going to eat this shit. And um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I the, remember that now. Yeah, then the creature comes back. He's just like, "Give me my daily pole." He just calls it a daily pole because he probably just—I mean, I don't know—he can't speak English yeah, well. You know, no, 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 I'm sure there's not like any basic public education. <laughs> yeah, basic public education for short monkey-like creatures. <laughs> yes, man, that's that's a Nickelodeon show. I mean, daily pole. This t- maybe. Oh, Taylor, it's actually a creature. Um, well, not an actual creature. Um, is a creature of North American folklore, particularly in Appalachia. Alternate names include Taylor Bone, Taylor Bones, Tail Bones, Taylor Tail, Taylor Poe, two separate words. Um, said to be about the size of a dog, depending on the storyteller, yellow or red eyes, pointed ears, long tail. Um, it speaks some English, demanding the return of its tail. Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Variations. That's one of, there are so many cryptids in the world, like just in the Appalachians that you just don't, you've never even heard of. Yeah. But they're there. There's been sightings. And well, it says the analysis for it is the legend has been described as revolving around common anxieties for rural families in Appalachia, such as the fear of isolation or famine. Um, it can also be seen as a cautionary tale for kids to not abuse animals. <laughs> mm, no, that's fair. I mean, I mean that's what folklore is at its core. Is it's supposed to be lessons because yeah. like it that went it changed from that to like you know um, short stories from Disney and in the twenties and such and you know yeah. so such so forth. But yeah, that was my story. Nice. I I like that. I like the creepiness of it. Yeah. I like the daily. It really, it really kept my attention a lot better. Daily bowl, like daily bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want Ben to read his second, or you want me to read my long one? Um, Ben can read his second. I mean, we'll okay. we'll wrap I, it up with I your long full one. Full attention, full attention. It's on you. <laughs> I don't believe that. Listen, <laughs> what's that? What's I'm, that, Dwight Schrute? You can handle my undivided attention. <laughs> I'm going to need an essay at the end of this, just to make sure. <laughs> need a what? An essay. I'm going to write up an yeah. essay look, to make sure. Look at sure. I'm Paying attention. Sitting like you were a damn CEO or something. <laughs> One day. <laughs> what? <laughs> CEO this. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. This one's called It Wasn't a Little Girl. I was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in New Mexico. New Mexico is already a scary place. I mean, that's, that's, mm. I've never been there, but I've heard plenty of I mean, horror stories to begin with. But Area 51. Texas in itself is scary enough. <laughs> can, can confirm. Yeah, our our lovely companion Joe is straight out of Texas. Yeah. You wouldn't know it, though. My God. There were about ten people in our group and another group of six people in the next campsite. It was nighttime, and both groups were doing typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks, and telling stories. When we were... Wait. Edit this out. All of a sudden, we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area. There was a field behind our campsite, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet from us in the field. 
it looked like the figure was making the noises, but we couldn't tell, so we creeped closer. We all agreed that this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and white as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer. The closer we got, the more it backed away. Soon enough, it disappeared into the trees. All night, though, we continued to hear a little girl calling for us, calling for help as we tried to sleep. So I, my first thought on that is, you know, maybe a skinwalker, yeah. maybe a gin. Definitely of the shape-shifting variety. I'm going <laughs> to say alien. That sounds like an alien. Why? What What context what? at all? Where in any, any six, of that? Six foot tall, white creature that, that doesn't approach and yet sounds like a human person? Man, it's Steve alien. Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Steve Nash? <laughs> He's a legendary cryptid out of Phoenix, Arizona. God. What does he do? Is, is that true? Legendary stuff that no white man has ever seen. Oh, God. So he plays you basketball. You apparently know about it. You're whiter than I am. He's, he plays basketball is what I think he's inferring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, was, I was just making sure that there's not an actual cryptid out of Tennessee called Steve Nash that just wanders the woods talking in a little girl's voice. Just for instance, I don't know jack shit about basketball. So thanks, Tyler. No problem, man. That's yeah. what I'm here for. No, but Alien, come on. No. I'm trying to lure you into the woods? Come uh, on. There's too many shape-shifting on. motherfuckers on Earth That's to be... True. There's nowhere you could really write like a two sentence theory on how that was an alien. I mean, I, I don't know that one alien alone could, you know, take on twelve people. I mean, I mean, depending on what it's got, but I, you know. I'm pretty sure if an alien came down, it'd probably take twelve of us. You think? See, yeah. Oh God, you God. think it could take twelve of Joe? Yeah. Hundred percent. You kidding me? You don't know what this what aliens like. You don't know how far exactly. their bodies so, have developed. Yeah, let's well, no, I don't. But I mean, Joe's pretty big and powerful. He looked, that is true. But we also like so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it. <laughs> He's not gonna deny it. But no. like, uh, fucking uh, shit. What is it? Uh, the one about the man on Mars. I can't remember the name. It's like John something. Matt Damon. No, 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 no. John but, Smith. No. Pocahontas. No, it's it's God, and it's the oh, thing man, is, man. it's it's not a bad movie. It's it's like a comic. This man get, goes to Mars, gets tra- teleported over there, and because of the gravity of Mars, he's like essentially superhuman, like an alien. John could, Carter. That's the one. Surpri- I knew it was a basic name. Surprisingly, not a bad movie. I actually really enjoy it. What is that movie called? John Carter. It's just, it's just John. called John Carter. Like that's the whole the whole thing is like he's. I want to say it was a, I want to say it was like a '60s or '70s thing. Literally this man never seen it. Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it wasn't well received. I can't uh, deny it. But uh, like the density of his his muscles on Mars allow him to essentially be Superman. Like he does like Hulk level, like just jumping around, flinging shit left and right. What if an alien came down here and was just like, oh shit, gravity's here so much lighter, and just slaps me around? Yeah. I mean, if it's just like uh, whenever Goku would train in the hyper—that's the one uh, time yeah. chamber, yeah, yeah—and like the gravity, oh, it's so much denser in here. I mean, yeah. Imagine yeah. how much my cock weighs here. Jesus, 
That's not what I was going to say. Knowing Goku, that's not what he's thinking about. Uh, true. Bare, true. Like, Chi-Chi barely got a child out of that man. Yeah, yeah he, he's too busy training to worry yeah. about that. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I bet he has a small dick. <laughs> well, if they'd ever evolved to really use it, I mean, shit, thing probably okay. just shriveled up to a let's get, front. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> it was an alien. Yeah, no. we'll cut it off at that. <laughs> Tyler, your story. I will agree. I mean, if like a yacht a yacht just showed up, I'm running the other fucking way. Don't god you. What? A yautja? Fuck's a yautja. A predator. Like a child predator? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're in the clear. I'm I'm coasting (laughs) thirty. Dave from Blockbuster walks out of the woods. (laughs) (laughs) No, a a a yautja is uh, the name of predators. It's the species. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Oh, the movie franchise. Yeah, I don't watch yeah. that. And you give oh. me shit for not watching movies. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like the one movie franchise that's universally shit after the first one, and like for whatever Whoa. random reason, the last one. You just said Whoa. you didn't watch it. You, you I keep up with pop culture. Nah, the, you don't have the right. The to judge second it if you never Predator movie it. is pretty good. It's I don't you know a product <laughs> of its time because like God, I watched it the other day. There's so much just like. You know, oh, there's Mexican gangs and Jamaican gangs just tearing apart of L.A. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. It's funny how it's the minorities. What a great movie. <laughs> yeah, no, like, just product of its time. I, I, I mean, I will say Prey was fantastic. Prey was incredible. I think, to, I, honestly, Tyler, I think you would like Prey. Have you not watched no, Prey? No, I've heard very good things about Prey. I want God. to watch it. I just haven't gotten time. It's excellent. But... All right. Going forward, this is Tyler's time. Okay. So, I think that this is a pretty well-known creepypasta. I think that, um, at the very least, if you're just in that little weird world. (laughs) (laughs) That little weird world of creepypastas. Like, if you're just one of these people that likes creepypastas, you'll probably have heard of it. But, I really, this is my first time hearing it, so I liked it. I wanted to share it. And it is called... A Nazi's Goldman. I don't know why I used that. It sounded like Nazi. A Nazi's Goldman. It still sounds like that. It's I. I'm trying. I can't say the name. It's is it a Nancy's? Oh, a Nazi's. A Nazi's. Yes, the the spy, the African spider god. He's a uh, he's a uh, t- typically a uh, a small spider, and he. he you know, weave stories and such. It's a oh, African well, god, see, Anansi. Is, I don't. I think the Anansi is this guy's name. Anansi, yeah. Anansi, not a Nazi. Listen, it's just the way I say it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying Nazis. Anan- Anansi. This is why we have Joe here. At least uh, he knows what it is. Ashanti. God, I, Ashanti. dude. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I love the. Inter- I, this is very off topic, but I love the interpretation of Anansi in. Uh, American gods just absolutely fucking amazing. Um, very re- much recommend watching that. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's it's a good show, and they, the the yeah. way they depict him is excellent. I'm sure it's a very good show. I have no doubt of that. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is called Anansi's Anansi. Anan. A Nazi. <laughs> anyway, it's that. Um, and so this is from his point of view. B16, 
be black and have family down in Alabama. They farm and own huge amounts of land down in Huntsville. Uncle owns a big house and a bunch of trailers they put out in the woods for hunting or camping. Down south, cousin suggests that we go out there to camp. No, I'm a city kid from Chicago, so they tease the fuck out of me. Collect food, kill a pig, and some chickens, and bring necessities to camp out for a few days. We get to the camp, and it's obvious something is weird. Air has this weird electric smell, like right before a storm, like ozone. We think nothing of it and unpack and go down to a little creek to swim for a few hours. All of a sudden, some weird older white guy and a white teenager come out of the bushes. He has a shotgun in the crook of his arm and says hello and asks us what we're doing this far back in the woods. Tell him about my uncle, who he knows, and says we're camping out. He tells us we need to be real careful out here and stick together. There was a big animal in the woods. His son, who is my age, asks if he can stay and hang out with us. He says okay. So that, okay, so yeah, that was the prologue, and yeah, I know it sounds weird, but essentially what you need to know is it's a group of a bunch of kids and cousins that don't really know each other very well, and they're camping out in the woods on some land that his uncle owns. They have trailers out on that land, and they're staying, they're camping, I think sometimes going in the trailer, so on and so forth, and all of a sudden this dude pops out and just asks if he can join their group. So there's another stranger. They're just being real loose with like who they're letting in their little posse here to camp in the middle of the woods with. You really don't don't do that. That's just just common sense. It it is. And as I continue reading, you'll realize there's a lot of decisions made in the story (laughs) that you just kind of are like, really? You you could have lived if you just weren't stupid. Like, you know, like the the narrator's a dumbass. (laughs) But this is going to start the actual story. So we end up playing football, dicking around with me. There's the white kid, Tanner. Five of my cousins and then four of their friends. In total... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There's a lot of grammar. There's a lot of grammar errors in this. Yeah, I know. You're good. I just love the face you just tried to make while you were holding in that yawn. <laughs> Try not to be so loud. Looks like you just smelled like the raunchiest fart of your life. <laughs> There's a ghost hiding in my ass. <laughs> and he's trying to get out. Okay. Anyway. I'm going to So we end up playing football, dicking around with me. There's the white kid Tanner. Five of my cousins and then four of their friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys. We all were around 15, 17 years old. We ended up just dicking the day away. So we head back to camp. And start pulling out some stuff for the campfire. Even though the trailers both had kitchenettes, Tanner says that his family's property sits up against my uncle's. He wants to run home and ask his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster, I don't know who the fuck names are, you know, cousin Rooster. Yeah, because it's says, just cousin cock. <laughs> says he's going to go with him since it's getting dark soon. One of the girls also wants to tag along. Like, oh, we're just having a fun fucking day. Let me cut that. (laughs) (laughs) It's about 7 o'clock and it's starting to get pretty dark. 
They take flashlights and take the trail towards Tan's. Now he's Tan property. The rest of us chill. We make s'mores drink and kiss on the girls. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. The store is getting a little spicy. Yes. About 30 or 40 minutes later, there's the smell of ozone again. You could smell it over the smell of the fire we had just started. This really nasty, coppery smell, like right after you've had a nosebleed and then it stopped. It wasn't exactly like dried blood, but it was that nasty, metallic back-of-your-throat smell. We immediately think that it is some kind of electrical malfunction or someone left a hot plate on or some shit. We search the trailers and nothing is on. And we can all smell it. All of a sudden, we can hear people booking it down the path toward us. And Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing out of breath. And they don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer right by where the fire is. We all get the fuck out of there and into the trailers. They end up calming down. Even Rooster is crying his fucking eyes out at this point. All the while, the fire is guttering lower and lower, so my other cousin says fuck it and are about to go outside to get the generator out of the shed between the trailers. Tanner goes, fuck no, lock the front door, ain't nobody else going outside. He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot and puffy, and his pants are dirty. He goes... What y'all be doing out there in the woods? Well, I'm like, shitting himself, just like oh, like it's and so they they've run up like these three like just random strangers have ran back into the trailer, freaking the fuck out. Like yeah. they like and for some reason everybody loves to say fuck a lot. And, yeah. yeah, it's kind so, of fun. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you know, yeah, in the right context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> He goes on to tell us that they went up to his house. His father said sure he could go out camping, but to make sure that they were careful on the way back and that maybe they should take one of the hunting rifles just in case. Evidently, Tanner had seen something in their yard a few days ago. One of the pigs had come up, ripped up, and half eaten. They assumed it was just some big cats or coyotes, even though they don't usually fuck with live animals. He had gone upstairs and packed his stuff and told his dad they would be okay without the rifle because coyotes avoid people. Sound logic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean you can't go wrong with that. No. It's not like it's, there's more than coyotes out in the woods. I mean, never, no. no. So, they started walking back towards where we were camping. So, Rooster finally stops crying and shaking like a little bitch. That's fine. That's my edit. The girl already had it. I was about to say, is that actually the story? (laughs) The girl already had stopped crying and shaking. But she was just staring out the window with a dumb look on her face. Was there there possibly a big L on her forehead? No. I'm like, this guy's just mean. I added the bitch part in, but it wouldn't have been off character. He says they had gotten halfway into the woods towards the camp when they started to hear shit in the forest. It was almost pitch black by this time, so they weren't sure at first what the fuck it was. The girl says that she heard something in the bushes right off the trail, and they all beamed their flashlights over there, and there was someone standing back in the woods in the little hollow. 
Rooster said they shouted at him and told him that he was scaring the fuck out of them. <laughs> and what a dick he was. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was not an edit. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like something you would say. Yeah, I know, right? He says that's when he realized that the guy was facing away from them. Ooh. <laughs> Running backwards? Nothing but ass shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, they keep walking. And they start smelling that nasty, coppery ozone smell. They say that they look off into the forest on the opposite side, and it's a dude standing in the forest, backwards, slightly closer to the path. So now they start power walking, and Tan keeps going, I should have taken that fucking rifle. As they start telling the story, the smell of copper become super strong inside the cabin. They say that after they started walking faster, a kind of low gibbering had started coming from both sides of the woods. And as they started booking it back to the trailer, the girl said that she flashed her flashlight out into the woods to the side of them and had seen something jerking itself through the woods. <laughs> jerking itself? <laughs> just like, they're just running for their lives and all the, all they see is... Imagine you see a fucking goat man like running alongside you full speed jerking it. <laughs> Give me your feet. <laughs> hey kids, how's it going? What's going on, man? <laughs> Reset. <laughs> yeah. The gibbering just got louder and louder. And when they could see the light from our campfire, something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them onto the track. And they had just flat out ran as hard as they could to the trailer. So, we're out in the fucking woods. And we're assuming at this point, it's some rednecks or some shit trying to fuck with us. All of a sudden, my other cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with a native kid that was telling him about the goat man or some shit. We probably tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any spooky talk tonight. But he just keeps going on and on about how it's the fucking goat man and how we're in his woods and blah, blah, blah. Now, at the time, I had never heard of the goat man or any of that. But then a couple of years ago, the year before I graduated from college, I had a menum for a roommate. I don't know what a menum is. What is a menum? I don't know. Menum. Uh, spell it? Is it like a... Maybe it's a... Indian thing? M-E-N-O-M. M? E-N-O-M. Uh, Mena is a surname of Nair community of... Southern India. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's... Racist? If it is, I apologize. I was unaware. No, it's, it's I didn't a... even know what I was reading. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just describing... <laughs> okay, I'm going to make sure I'm like... <laughs> for, but anyway, this guy had a... Uh, no, I'm scared to say it. I had a menum for a roommate, and I ended up asking him about it. And to sum it up, it's basically a fucking man with a goat on his head. And he can shapeshift, and he gets among groups of people to terrorize them. It's also supposed to be kind of like the Wendigo, and it's bad mojo to even talk about it, and even worse if you see it. Keep in mind, I didn't know this back when I was 16, so my cousin 
is going, the goat man's going to get in and fucking get us. The girls are all terrified. And my cousins and I are all fucking trying to figure out if it's just some hillbillies or if it's some animal. So, what? Wait, so the minim is the goat man? Is that what I heard? No, no, no. the minim told him about the goat. Oh, yeah. yeah, He did a weird thing where he skipped forward in time to college and he, then, and then he was just like, yes, "Oh well, this yes. person explained it to me." And then they, sh- he goes back in yeah, time. It was super. To the it was a, It was an awkward. No, it's fine. I just my brain no, jumbled. No, 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 no. It's fair. yeah. It's it's not. It's, it's this, not a. This story thing. is not structured very well. No, it's creepy, but it's just the the narrative. I should have went and rewrote it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's it's poorly structured. It's it's fine. But anyway, okay. It's been. Uh, Keep in mind, I didn't know any of this back when I was 16, so my cousin is going, the goat man is going to fucking get us. The girls are all terrified, and my cousins and I are all fucking trying to figure out if it's just some hillbillies or if it's an animal. So all of a sudden, the smell just goes away. Like, to this day, I haven't even experienced anything like it. Like, usually smells fade away or lessen. It's just literally like it was there one second and then gone. So... It's after an hour, making it around 9 or 10. We've stopped shitting bricks, enough to go back outside and stoke the fire again. We figure it was just some assholes trying to fuck with us, so we don't go back home. Because what we think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or some crazy shit. Well, that's fair. That's a fair thought. No, I'm like, if they want to fuck with you, you'd rather be on your own terms. Exactly. Nothing else weird happens that night, and we stay another night... And for the main part of the night, nothing happened. So this is second night. Yeah. At about one in the morning, we're outside getting drunk and telling ghost stories as someone is finishing some too spooky story. I don't remember what about. The smell comes back. It's so fucking strong that one of the girls literally starts vomiting. I stand up and you can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say we should just get inside and this isn't right, we should have just fucking left. I'm like, the that that is one thing. He, describing the air is like clammy. Like, I can just picture that. Like, just imagine being in the woods and you get this sixth sense feeling. Yeah, I'm just... And like the air, it's like it loses all thickness to you. It just goes numb around you. Ugh. Like, and like, you know there's something near you. I mean, that's a true gut feeling right yes. there. Like, yeah. You can follow that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the thought of that at all. <laughs> We all go back inside, and we're standing around. My cousin just keeps going on about how it's the goat man, and my cousin Rooster tries to shut him the fuck up. And all the while, I'm just feeling that something is wrong, and I can't figure out what the fuck it is. We end up sitting in there for a while. The smell is just as strong. And we're terrified and all huddled in this camper. We end up cooking brats for everybody because nobody wants to go outside. What? I'm sorry. Just like we're all terrified, and so I started cooking broths. Yeah, the, the transitions are horrible on this. It's just like it's like we're all terrified. We're not going to leave, just, but we're going to cook really, some broths. Everybody, just you got to listen to this by the seam of your pants. My 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 stomach gets so empty when I'm scared. <laughs> all right, and it's one of those packs with four broths. We have a total of three packs, so they have nine, ten, twelve broths. Keep that in mind. Ooh, got it. The details. No, you, you gotta listen to... It, it's poorly written, but you do have to listen for the details. Like, it's a fucking Tarantino movie. Gotcha. 
I grill them up on the stove and give everybody a hot dog. I get mine. After a while, one of my cousins gets up and goes over to the pot and gets another one. He starts grumbling about how I get two brats and everybody else only got one. And I look at him like he's a fucking idiot. I tell <laughs> I tell him that everybody only got one because there was only 12 brats. If he wants one, he should open up a new pack and cook some more. That's when the girls that had been out with Rooster and Tan, or the girl, I apologize. Yeah. That's when the girl that had been out with Rooster and Tan just starts screaming, Oh Jesus! Oh Lord, get out! She's crying and shivering, and then it dawns on the cousin standing up. What the fuck is wrong? Me and him both glance around the room, and then I feel my heart fucking sink. I run out the fucking cabin. And the girls run out behind us. Sorry. I run the fuck out of the cabin and the girl runs out with us. Okay, no, that was just poor structure. Never mind. They're all out of the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer door is banging against the side of the trailer as everybody books out of the cabin. One of my cousin's friends asks us what the fuck was wrong. I start counting us. There are only 11 now. I shit you not, my cousin verified, there had been 12 people in the cabin. But being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole fucking time that there was an extra person. And then I realized earlier that I had kind of noticed something was off. You know how whenever you just dicking around, having a good time, that you don't sweat the smallest shit? And you don't always keep track of the certain stuff. I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us. And that they had been there for at least a fucking day. Eating with us. What makes it worse? I could figure out which one. Because I don't think anyone ever actually interacted with the other person. The goat man. So... Oh, I think there was a typo in that last sentence. He says, I could figure out which one, but I think he meant to say, I couldn't figure out which one because I don't think anyone had ever actually interacted with the other person. And see, okay, that's the part where I'm like, that's creepy, but really, I understand you don't know each other super well, but like, in a group of 12 people, you're going to recognize most everybody that's been with you the entire time. Yeah. And not for nothing. The dude's acting like he knows, like, has like six cousins here. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, I mean, I'm going to believe it because I need to for the story's sake. You but that's weird. Yeah, well, it's weird. It's I, weird that they wouldn't notice. I think it's structured poorly. Yeah. And, and I think like, that there needs to be just like, I don't know. Well, I also don't want to call out like the, all the fucks and everything, but they also just like, they could have written yes, it a little bit better. It is, it is littered with vulgarity. Yeah, I don't mind vulgarity, but like just like. But whenever you say it so much, it loses its meaning. Yeah, like just instead instead of saying like look them in the fucking eyes, be like his eyes glazed over. Just be like a little wordy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it saucy. Make it saucy. Anyway. But yeah, no. Okay, goat man. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. And the girl, and he's talking about, I assume, the one that screamed. The girl kept praying to Jesus, and we're all sitting outside. Eventually, we get big-ass sticks, 
and go back in the cabin, but there's nobody there. We count again, and there's 11 people. We go back into the trailer and lock the door. We explain what the fuck happened, and the girl says that she realized, too, and that when he was about to say something, the person sitting next to her grabbed her leg and leaned over towards her and said something she couldn't understand. So, poorly structured, I apologize, but essentially I think what she means to say is that she was about to say something and it grabbed her leg and said something to her that she couldn't understand. Okay. So, we are pretty much scared as fuck as we huddle together and I fall asleep. When I wake up, the sun is just coming up and half the people are asleep and the other half are packing our shit up. We all want to walk back home, but like four people want to stay until the sun is all the way up. And some people think that we're just fucking around and still want to stay at the trailers. I just want to get the fuck out of the woods. And I'm like, hmm, I mean, okay, if they think they're playing a prank on them, fine. But I, I don't know. It's I, I can believe it. I guess if you don't really know somebody well enough and they all of a sudden you didn't see there was a... I would think they would be like, oh, wait, yeah, I did see that one person. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that was weird. Where is he at? I mean, because you almost, like, if you're in a group with, you know, the three of us and some random person joins, I'm going to instinctively keep my eye on that person just for a little bit. Yeah. To make I mean, myself even aware if it's of it. it's not instinctual, I mean, it's just in fairness, obvious. Like, no, you're sitting there. In fairness, kids are dumb. Let's just be honest. Well, you're, I, you're 15, 17 years old. You're out camping. You're having a good time. Yeah. You're not going mean, to notice. Yeah. You, you, like, like it says, you're not going to notice small details. Maybe it's fair. Maybe I guess, you're... I guess we have to put ourselves in. It's like one dude, a couple of cousins, a random dude, and then a bunch of. I guess he met these girls online. I don't. I don't he doesn't know any of the girls. Random names. girls. I haven't heard a girl's name once. He just calls them the girl. The girl. The girl. Like, and I guess there's six of them or five. Anyway, maybe they were the goat men all along. Anyway, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's it's hard to follow. That's why I'm stopping so much to try and kind of explain because I've I've listened, I've read this a couple of times. But, oh, here we go. He finally does say the girl's name. That's right. Wait. <laughs> At the end where it's revealed, it was actually Goatman the whole time. The girl's name was Kira, the one that the Goatman had touched. Anyways, I asked her if she really thinks it was something bad, and she says she just wants to go home and she doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go. But I have to stay. I have the keys to the cabin, and it's my uncle's, and I have to lock up. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go, but I have to stay because I have the keys to the cabin, and it's my uncle's, and I have to lock up. I'm super pissed at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this shit seriously, and I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the rest of the people now four girls and four guys, to get the fuck out of Dodge. Tanner leaves them. Tanner leaves with them to go get a rifle and says he's going to be back. So there are just seven of us left by 4 p.m. And, I, again, poor Tanner leaves. He does not leave with them. Oh, so he's just gone. Tanner is leaving singularly, which, brave man. <laughs> uh, really respect it. But, no, he does not take anyone with him. Um... And this guy, the narrator, cannot leave 
because these other people won't leave and he has to lock up the trailers. And so at this point, I don't know why you don't just be like, not give him a choice. Yeah, just lock up. Like, tell him, hey, your stuff's out here. Get the fuck out. Lock it up. Like, y'all can stay if you want, but you ain't getting the trailer. But I guess he's nicer than that. Or maybe he's got some some girl there that he's still trying to, you know, flush. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to make up motivation for this dude at this point. Because it ain't, there there ain't much to be had here. At around 5 p.m., he hasn't made it back yet, and we're getting extremely funky, funky, fucking antsy. Funky. Funky. <laughs> we're getting funky. Donkey. <laughs> getting funky. And the only reason I stopped begging them to go back was because he went to get the gun. It's about 5.30 p.m. or so when the one cousin that did stay says the girl Kira is outside. We all look outside, and sure enough, she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. I'm thinking to myself, if she was so fucking scared, why the hell would she come back? And then I get this nasty gut feeling. Keep in mind, the whole time, the coppery smell has been gone. Now I realize I can smell just a twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody. And these are the people that wanted to stay in the fucking woods after we had the goddamn goat man in our midst. Is laughing at me and asking if I set this up to scare them. Okay. Okay, so I guess he told them he smells the coppery smell and has this bad gut feeling. Yeah. It's Okay, yeah. Like he's got that feeling again. Yeah, like he's just got a just a horrible feeling. Like something is wrong, but nobody is still believing him. I'm looking at them like, I'm not fucking bullshitting you at all right now. <laughs> I ask them, why the fuck would I play like that? So one of the girls goes outside to get Kira. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kira starts heaving. I don't know how the fuck to describe it. Sort of like if someone with their back turned was laughing without actually making any sound. It was the fact that made me realize there was not a fucking sound in the whole woods. It was dead silent. This was like in later September. So it was still fairly hot at the time, but it was super chilly some days too. And you could usually hear big-ass geese honking or some kind of birds or squirrels chit-chatting. Yeah. (laughs) So I step out the door and tell her to come back in the fucking trailer right goddamn now. She backs up into the trailer and we lock the fucking door. We pull down all the shades except one and put a guy there in a chair to watch her. She stands there for about 20 minutes or so. The guy turns to say that she's still there and there's a huge fucking bang on the door. We all jump the fuck up and scramble around living, uh, scrambling around the living room. The banging is super fucking loud. So now my cousin is holding one of the girls, and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter, and me and the other two guys are shitting bricks. Then we hear Tan. He's screaming, Let me the fuck in! Stop fucking playing! So we go over to the door and open it, and he stumbles in with a rifle. There's nobody else outside. 
Evidently, he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl, mind you. He said it was not Kira standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned around. Okay, sorry. Yes. What he's, he's saying is he had seen a girl. It was not, but he did not see Kira standing at the fire pit. Right. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned towards him with this slack-jawed look and just stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't until he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. She had started off by the fire, and even and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, inching closer. He said it just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin, Cut that. I, I can't keep up with this motherfucker. Yeah, it's it like like I'm not babbling. Like this is no, like word it's, for word. It, it's I should have I should have edited it no, before. I mean it's it's just poorly written. I mean there's so no I'm three gonna, ways around it. I'm gonna reread that sentence. Yeah. Evidently he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl. Mind you. He said it was not Kira standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned towards him with this slack-jawed look and just stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't until he got almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. She had started off by the fire, and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, inching closer. He said that he just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin, thinking it would open. And when he got to the door and it was locked, he turned, and it was about half the distance to the door. So I'm starting to think that Kira's the... Yeah. Well, I think that it's mimicking Kira. Hmm. Well, that's what I meant. I think yeah, this yeah. thing is... You know, I'm starting to think there's some off about this Kira girl. <laughs> we, you know, we really just, didn't know her name till like yeah, three fourths of the way through. Um, I like how he doesn't tell her tell us her name until after she's no longer in the story. Yeah. Anyway, but that that paragraph was super weird, poorly structured. But essentially, I think what he's saying is he didn't see Kira at the fire pit like they did. He saw her closer to the edge of the woods. I guess he never really does a good job of describing how the layout of the campsite is. Yeah. And but he gets, anyway. It's too into, oh, there's there's 12 sausages and now there's all they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. He looks around the room, Tanner, and then gets super pale. Let me reread that. Tanner looks around the room and then gets super pale. He pulls me to the side and whispers in my ear, you know there are only seven of us in here, right? I get that feeling where your stomach drops to your nuts. It had been back inside the trailer while we were sorting out what was going on and who was going where. And then when we all went outside to talk earlier in the day, it had just slipped right back in. Oh, damn. We looked out the window and there is nobody out there. So we recount everyone. And then basically, I go over and ask everyone how many people were here earlier everybody says eight i say well how many are here now 
They all do a count and realize there are only seven people in the cabin now. So Tan had brought back a couple of ammo boxes and his rifle, and he had told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was the goat man. He says that his cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours, and that in the morning we can all go back to his place and his cousin will drive us home. Now I'm really fucking terrified, but I at least feel better because we can be American and shoot the fuck out of whatever it is if it comes back. But then, my cousin gets into a huge argument with one of the girls because she thinks that I'm trying to be funny and prank them, and that she's getting really scared, and that I'm not funny. He keeps telling her I'm not that kind of person, and she says, well, how do we know the girl wasn't just Tanner in a wig? Or if it's really the goat man, how do we know that this is the real Tanner and that goat man didn't just kill Tanner and take his gun in the woods? So we get into a huge fucking argument about this where me and Tanner like, we could seriously be in danger because at the very least, someone has been sneaking themselves into our fucking trailer without us knowing and mingling with us. And at worst, something bad is in the forest fucking with us. One of the girls is crying and saying she wants to go right now. And we're trying to tell her we shouldn't because none of us are walking through the woods in the middle of the night. At this point, the sun is starting to go down and it's getting a little cloudy out. We eat something and turn on the radio for a while, but we can't really get a station out there with anything decent. So we turn it off. And at about that time, Tan's cousin shows up. He was like 19, I think. At this point, the sun is just barely peeking over the horizon. And he has one of those heavy-duty lantern flashlights and another rifle. He walks up to the trailer, and he whispers to Tan, asking if he's sure that's his cousin. And he says yes. I don't know who he is, but someone other than the cousin walked up to Tan and asked him. The guy looks behind him and all around the camp, then walks in. He kind of glances at all of us and looks a little confused. He says, where's your other little buddy at? I figured she would meet up at the cabin. Is she still a little slow or something? He also asked whether he, we had been cooking blood in the cabin because it smelled like blood and hot pans all the way up the trailer. We are all like, fucking nope. But we ask him, what the fuck he's talking about with the girl he saw. He had come down the same trail Tan had. He had used... He had come down the same trail that Tanner had been using, and he can't... God dang it. He had come up the same trail that Tanner had been using, and he had come up on one of those young buddies standing in the middle of the trail, looking at him slack-jawed. He had asked her a bunch of questions, but all she did was just look at him. Then she smiled at him, and he said he kept walking. She couldn't seem to keep up with him and kept lagging behind a little bit. He said he asked her if she was hurt or something and if she needed any help, but she had continued to stare. Eventually, he had been walking and turned around at a bend in the trail but when he turned around and went back to see if she was okay, the trail was empty. He'd assumed she had taken some sort of shortcut through the woods to our trailer. 
We tell him the whole story of what's been going on. I half expected him to say we were all full of shit, but he just listened and sat down on the couch in the living room. Tanner's cousin gets back to the girl. He says when she had kept trying to lag behind him, it had been kind of weird. So he tried to keep her in front of him. But no matter how slow he walked, she was always lagging a little behind. And then, and that, at that he smelled this nasty smell and it got stronger as he got to the camp. Eventually it got really strong. She had said something really low that he didn't catch. And when he had turned around, she had been right the fuck up on him and he stepped back from her. It was at this point he asked her if she was okay and if she wasn't, he, at this point, she, hell, it was at this point he asked her if she was okay. And if she wasn't, he would carry her back to the rest. Of the, the sentence is him to carry her back the rest of the way. Like, I can't figure out how to. It was at this point he asked her if she was okay. And if she wasn't, he would carry her back the rest of the way. But she kept staring. He said he reached out for her as in to go grab her on the shoulder, but he must have misjudged the distance because she was off to the side of where he had been going to put his hand, like she had moved while he was looking dead at her. So at this point, we know this shit's real, unless Tanner is playing a joke, which we can tell he's not because he's almost pissing his pants. So they load up their rifles, we eat some more, and we just kind of sit there around until 11. To this fucking day, every time I think about this, I really pray to God that it's some huge prank that my cousins played on me and just never revealed so I would shit for the rest of my life. At around 11, the stink of copper returns into an actual nasty, gross, blood-like smell. Like cooking blood and singed hair. Tanner and his cousin, Reese, get the fuck up and instantly grab their rifles. There's like a half-knocking, half-clawing at the door. And I shit you not, there's this voice. And it sounds like when you see those YouTube cats and dogs who owners teach them how to talk. It says in this halting, weirdly toned voice. <laughs> Hold on, I might want to do that again. <laughs> Hold on, there's a description of better what it sounds like. Let me read that real quick and then I'm going to try it again. Or hold on, there's a YouTube video to how this thing sounds. And then I'm going to try to replicate it. Oh, the video is no longer around. Anyway, it was... Uh, it, hold on. Let me let me read that again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want, I want to do the better voice. Hold on. <clears throat> Yeah, get that great grapefruit method on here. There's like a half knocking, half clawing at the door, and I shit you not, there's this voice. And it sounds like when you see those YouTube cats and a dog whose owner teaches them to talk, it says in this halting, weirdly toned voice, 
Why do I keep saying voice? Voice. Voice. <laughs> this halting voice. Hello, can you please let me in? Thank you. It says. <laughs> I'm from Sweden. It says in this halting, weirdly towing. <laughs> you're you're being harassed by a Swedish man. It's hmm? because I'm getting ready to do a voice, and it's like I'm already I'm like prepping, <laughs> but like instinctually. <laughs> no solicitations. It says in this halt. It says in this halting, weirdly toned voice. <laughs> It made my fucking nuts creep up against my body. And one of the girls just starts crying and calling on Jesus. It was so fucking obviously not a person talking. It didn't have the right cadence. And that's some shit that I never really realized until that moment. But all people have a certain cadence when they talk. No matter what language, all people have a certain kind of rhythm to talking. This shit didn't have any kind of cadence or rhythm. One of those YouTube cats, that's what the fuck it sounded like outside the door. So now I'm in the whole terror mode. We keep yelling outside, who is it? Stop fucking around, man. And it just keeps saying, yeah. Or, For almost 15 minutes. Jesus. It sounded like this almost just not funny. Sorry for being on a tangent. Oh, sorry. He shares a YouTube video that I tried to play what it sounded like. And yeah. him explaining, sorry, this is what it sounded like. Yeah. So the smell goes away for a while. And for the next hour or so, you can hear someone basically creeping around the woods and shit. Every couple of minutes, it'll come back to the door and say something. <laughs> Finally, when the smell fades away, it's around 2 in the morning right now. Reese says, man, fuck this, and opens the door and walks outside with his rifle. He fires a shot into the air and says something to the effect of, In the name of Jesus Christ, go away! Jesus. He fires two more times, and then <clears throat> from the woods right up against the river across the trailer... It sounds like something is slowly gibbering and hooting. Then it starts screaming, and it sounds almost like a woman and a cat in a bag screaming together. Mm-hmm. Oh! Sounds like Jesus. Look at the spike on what? The yeah, like watch, watch your levels. What is that? What, are, what is that? Is that a Muppet? What, sounds like a damn Muppet being Yeah, it sounds like Yoda. <laughs> Frank Oz. I can there. only imagine what my wife is thinking. <laughs> that should be, when we end this show, that should be the sound that we travel out of. <laughs> like, I seriously have never heard anything like that shit. And, <laughs> and you can hear the brush over that way start to shake. Reese fires over into the tree line and then starts backing into the house. We lock the door and we can hear this shit keening and screaming. Reese says that something had come out of the bushes super low to the ground 
and crawling towards the cabin. He had shot at it. It was a child. I'm sorry. Wait, you what? A kid? <laughs> oh. Okay. I, th- I thought Kira had come back like crawling through and he's just like, fuck that bitch. Bam. <laughs> you can edit that out. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> a child. No. <laughs> I just thought a kid got <laughs> The tone of this story suddenly changed. <laughs> it's so... You gotta stay on your toes with this one. Dave Chappelle, fuck the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that was how the rest of the night went. It was literally screaming constantly for the next two hours, and we could hear shit moving out into the tree line, but it never came back up to the cabin until everyone had finally fallen asleep. Tanner had been sitting in the chair watching the door with his rifle. Nobody else heard or saw this, and he told me two days later, after the whole thing was over. He said he had been nodding off after the screaming and noises finally stopped, and he had been almost asleep when he saw someone come out of the bathroom and then lay down in the middle of the floor to go to sleep. He just assumed it was one of us, and he had nodded off. Then he said he kind of realized something was wrong, and while pretending to be sleeping, he counted us. There were nine people in the cabin. He basically didn't want to try to shoot at the fucking thing in the cabin and have it kill us all then and there or have Reese wake up and start shooting and then we kill ourselves. So he just basically stayed awake all night pretending to be asleep. He said sometimes it would stand up and kind of do this weird jittery thing or heave like it was laughing, but then it would lay back down. The story closes pretty weak because from my perspective, nothing happened. We woke up, and I noticed that Tanner was a little jittery and that he was avoiding looking at all of us, but we ate some breakfast, packed up, and started walking to his house. He stayed last in the cabin and said he'd lock up and bring me my uncle's keys to just start walking and he'd catch up, which I didn't really want to fucking do. We got a little bit up the path, and when he came running up, basically we just jogged back to his house. His cousin took us home. There was a window in the bathroom. Tanner had gone back to lock up and looked in there. We were too stupid to lock the screenless window. The window was fucking up when he went in there. Oh, fuck. I'm guessing it had been down. I'm guessing it had been doing that all along, waiting for us to fall asleep or slip up and then getting in among us. It walked with us all the goddamn way back to his house. And then he said it lagged to the back of the group and looked at him dead in the eyes before walking back into the woods. Among Us. Fuck that, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I heard Among Us, I'm I like, know, I'll, I'll, I'll was Because that's literally like what it is. It was like Among Us. Like, yeah. It's like a nearly like the same <laughs> inspiration from that God. game. But no, I think that the story is super creepy. Yeah. I think that it's littered with flaws, but God. I could overlook them if it wasn't for like the constant bad grammar. But now I, you could shorten that to like, oh yeah, a good like four paragraphs and yes. be done. Like, I mean, that was that was a solid story. It was no, I I think this was like someone's first story that one of the first stories they've written. They're still figuring out their craft. And they got the the real hard part, which is coming up with a story. 
Yeah. I mean, it's all just about, you know, finessing it and, you know, because, like, just the, you know, basically he was just walking around. It's just like, that's not good. That's, yeah. Mm. It, it just doesn't make sense that some someone could just be walking around not talking to you because if he talked, he's like, yeah, like gargling on like, the ship. Well, he said it sounded like a cat, but I, I can't do it. I mean, that sounds like a cat. <laughs> or actually, no, that's, that sounds like a duck. Specifically, Daffy Duck. Yeah. Or Donald Duck. I can't do a cat. But yeah. anyway, that's, you know, I just don't see how they didn't notice. Like, I I, I don't know. It's weird. It is what it is. We will huh. just pretend like yeah. they're, they're high. Like, I'm just going to say they were high. I mean, a 24/7 goat, goat Man is a popular Appalachian myth, so... I could I could see it, yeah, I but, could see it, but yeah, no, just still. I I know they're teenagers, but come on, like <laughs> I'm quiet enough in this group. But if another person showed up that wasn't talking, y'all should be concerned. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it, yeah, I don't know. It's okay though. I I can overlook it. It was a solid story, a little anticlimactic at the end. But. I mean, we we could do a thing where, um, I mean, obviously this would be. Uh, like a whole episode but we could do a thing where we pick out a story that maybe we we don't think is well written and try to rewrite it ourselves make it yeah. either shorter or longer or, I, I wish and, I would have done that with this yeah. one. I, could, I think I could have made it, it a little there, I structured like, it better I think out of the three of us Tyler's probably the best writer um, yeah, I think I'm just I, the only one that actually writes yeah <laughs> because um, I yeah because I've read some of the stuff and it's it's very good um, but like we could we could do like a you know editing night <laughs> yeah well and I'll eventually I'll bring I'll write my own stories yeah um, I'll do our I'm own like stuff. I might I might take that one that uh, you read where the guy gets his dick did off <laughs> I might take that one and uh, try to shorten it a little bit did I read one where his dick gets yeah. off I think it was the last story I've written that was a couple of years ago Oh God! I thought you were talking about the one I just read. I was no. Like, no, no, no! It was his tail. It wasn't his dick wrapped around? <laughs> I don't remember any of his dick getting bit off. You probably didn't read mine. What do you mean? I, I sent it to you. I bet you didn't read it though. You didn't send me anything. No, 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 no. This was this was a while ago. This was like two years ago. Yeah. Man, I don't remember last week. <laughs> Get that, no official memory. But I want to ask this: Goatman, believable cryptid? Yeah. Definitely. Sure. I think I think it, there might just be a dude with a goat mask running I mean, around the woods. <laughs> if if you look at like especially Norwegian traditions and whatnot, there are a lot of like uh, I wouldn't say necessarily goat men, but horned fur creatures. There's a uh, pop- very demonic. Well, it's, it, yeah, but it's popular fest- festival stuff uh, to dress as like a horned creature, and um, I mean uh, Black Philip is a um, a common, mm. you know, Satan myth. Uh, yeah. So the the realm of Goatman is is plausible, um, yeah. but it could also just be like people fucking around. I mean, yeah. like yeah, people back then didn't have a lot, a lot to go on and lots of things to do. So like, hey, cutting the head off of goat and wearing it and scaring the shit out of people because like, oh, hey, I'm Satan. Ooh, gonna steal <laughs> your soul. Um, I mean, plus you get you know witches. Yeah, you get the the occasional uh, witch girl in the in the t- 
town just like, oh, hey, witch girl, come on down and sit on Satan's stick. <laughs> um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, Goatman, completely plausible. I mean, I I like the the idea of Goatman. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just crazy. But Reminds me of the chameleon from Spider-Man. Yeah. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Just not, you know, as friendly. <laughs> <laughs> not as friendly. <laughs> no pun intended. But... Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think that's everything we want to get, it, get yeah. out and do. Um, so, our... Our plans for the future of the podcast is just reading stories for the moment, but we'll uh, probably expand on that in the distant future. This is definitely gonna definitely gonna try to edit this one down to uh, an episode that we can put online because I feel I feel like this was much better structured than uh, yeah no, our we, other attempts. This one at least um, I feel like we just need to figure out a better better transitions in our actual podcast and maybe that can be done with editing yeah like you know some people just cut the bullshit and then go oh yeah no there's plenty of stuff sound bite edit like you just do like a like a funny uh batman sound yeah with the uh they watch it night logo but um no so uh this has been they watch at night i'm joe i'm i'm tyler i'm ben and uh oh no shit it's supposed to be i'm joe i'm tyler i'm ben and this has been they watch at night do it again okay okay um i'm joe i'm tyler i can you wait that i can just edit the the sound down (laughs) i'm ben (laughs) and this and this has been they watch at night 